It's time for the Moving the Chains podcast. Your home for high school football coverage in the Palmetto State. Every team, every game, every week. And now your hosts, Kevin Thomas and John Epps. biggest ones. We'll give kind of a, a statewide look, go through some of those games, and then we'll kind of get into most of our pick'em stuff and some of our polls that we've seen come out and see see who's leading that stuff. But John, let's hop right into it here with our uh, with, with one of our biggest games of the week here, and that is a game that we may be going to. Still looking at that Northwestern at Greenville down at Serene Stadium last week. Northwestern had a forty-two to twenty-six victory over Chester. Greenville beat Jail Man thirty-one to two. What do you like in this ball game? Yeah, I think um, you know Northwestern comes to the game. I think a little bit as a favorite, being the five eighteen, and uh, the fact that they've picked it up a little bit mm-hmm. in week one or week zero, mind you, they got beat by South Point. Um, they have bounced back since then. They blew out a Rock Hill team. Mm-hmm. Greenville played close between yep. them and Greenville. Uh, Greenville had to beat on a, a waning seconds long field goal to beat Rock Hill. Um, then they smashed Clover mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. We thought Clover was pretty good after they beat Dorman. And then they had a nice victory against the Cheshire Cyclones mm-hmm. last week, a game in which uh, I thought Chester was pretty impressive. I was thinking, hey, Chester's pretty good, but they're about to get blown out again. Um, lost that game by 16. It was 42-26. I think Greenville's a bit of an upgrade from Chester, but I don't know that Greenville is good enough to beat Northwestern. You know, and so talking about Northwestern here, I love the Madison kid at quarterback. Doing on two TVs last week, they're running back Quay Howard. They've got what I like about them a lot is they've got multiple receivers, John. Two guys last week, Watkins and Caldwell, both went over 100 yards. McMullen and Jackson kind of lead that defense. But here's what does worry me about Northwestern. They've been in some shootouts. You know, that, that game they lost to South Point gave up, I think, 40-something points. And then last week to Chester, even though they held them to 26 points, they gave up 536 yards total offense to Chester. Oof. That's a ton. And we talk about every week about how talented Greenville is. That offense with Franklin and Holland and Kelly and Sapp and Brown and all those guys. You know, last week they dominated a JL man team. Franklin had 224, three TDs. Big game for those guys. You know, then on the defensive side with Whitner and Schuler and, and Gentile, they're going to be tough to beat. You know, and one thing I've, I've realized or I did in my research today, they've beaten four or 5A teams to start the season. And they're <laughs> going to try to make it five this week. So that's impressive. Hats off on their. Uh, on their non-conference scheduling there, but they have not been tested by an offense like they'll see against Northwestern Friday night. No, um, you know, Rock Hill is a team that it was great for Greenville to beat them, but Rock Hill's just not a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, 5A, sure, on the road, sure, but they're just not a great team. Uh, you know, Greenville, they proved they're good, but they haven't played in Northwestern yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be that's gonna be the biggest test. Uh, I think they can play with them. I think they got. They certainly have got the talent, um, you know. And I think the fact that seeing Chester 
be competitive with Northwestern last week, being able to move the ball pretty freely. Yeah, that's got to give Greenville a ton of confidence. You know, you know, let's say like Chester is just some, you know, chip off the old block here. You know, they've got Zan Dunham on that squad. Mm-hmm. Josh, I think a four-year starter quarterback, I believe, three or four years. So he's, he's got a ton of football under his belt. He's one of the best players in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that he had a lot to do with uh, Chester Young to move the ball as well as they did. Uh, so even though Greenville's got a lot of talent, Zan Dunham, something to be set for him too. Yeah, so this game, being a home in Serena, I think is a, is a big plus for Greenville. I just I think I've got to lean towards what Northwestern, that offense is playing so well right now with the Madison kid there. The defense gives me pause. I think, honestly, we're going to see a big shootout, John. I think we might be looking at a 42-35 type ball game, something like that, where both teams go up and down the field. This is going to be a good ball game, and probably, you know, maybe one of the most competitive in the state, for sure. I think so. If you look at – you want to break down Greenville and say, hey, what's Greenville really good at? Well, they're good at everything. But I think the offense, a little bit ahead of their defense. I mean, I, I don't agree with you. I think you got a better chance of seeing a 42-35 kind of game instead of a 17-14 kind of game. Yeah, shout out to Darius, Rashodi, uh, Jeff's in here, Jimmy's in here, Jeff comments on Floor Camden. We'll get down in a little bit here, Jeff, for sure. Get you guys tuning in uh, on Facebook, Moving the Chains SC, Twitter and Instagram, Moving Chains. Podcast version always comes out, obviously, afterwards on Spotify and whatnot. But our second big game here, another one that kind of got put together a couple weeks ago due to some cancellations, but should be a whale of a ball game. That's South Florence traveling to South Point. You know, t- two teams that don't play a lot. South Point uh, beat Shelby 51-37 last week, kind of a, a North Carolina team there. South Florence was off, had a game canceled against Lugolf. That got that canceled for them. But I'll tell you what, if you've not seen South Florence play, this quarterback with Norris Sellers is, is a side. He's a UVA commit, a junior. He's got 13 TDs already on the season through three games, 10 passing, zero picks. And he's got talent around him, too. they got McWhite interior running the ball, Singletary and Johnson at receiver. What worries about this team, John, is they haven't played a close game yet. They haven't played, you know, and they, they beat Irmo team we thought was pretty good. They beat Irmo pretty handily. But they haven't been in a fight where they have to maybe have a nice drive late to win a game or whatever. So, interesting to see how that's going to go because I'm sure South Point's going to play tough. Yeah, you know, and I think for South Point, I think that's got to worry them a little bit mm-hmm. because South Point's a great team. But, you know, the same South Point team, they get 35 to Northwestern too. Um, you know, they're, they're not exactly being a lockdown defense against a really good offense yet. And they are going to come across maybe the best offense they've seen to this point. Mm-hmm. And you look at South Florence, yeah, they haven't played anybody great. They've played Bluffton, Manning, and Irmo. Irmo, a playoff team last year, a very solid Irmo team, but they have scored 49, 65, and 63. I mean, that is lighting yeah. it up. Yes. That's going to be a great ball game on the South Point side. The running back Thompson's a good player. And then they've got a receiver, John Wayman Jennerette. Maybe one of the best in the state in this class. Last week against uh, Shelby had 203 and two TDs and a 64-yard touchdown pass on kind of a trick play there. <laughs> um, the quarterback, McCord, is a good player. i tell you what, i gotta, I got to read you this stat line from their game last week. A.J. Miller, four tackles, seven sacks. <laughs> seven sacks. When I saw that, I was like, it must be season stats. No, that was a single game, seven sacks. I, I don't know if they were playing Olay defense or offensive line, but that's unbelievable. And, I think, honestly, this game comes down to who gets a stop. Who can stop at one another? You know, both teams can score. Same thing as with Northwestern Greenville. I think we're looking for a shootout. It's going to see who can maybe make, who gets the ball last or who can make one big stop when it counts. Yeah, and you know, keep in mind here, I don't think you mentioned Quan Patterson mm-hmm. for South Point. He's a three-star guy. He's going to be playing. He plays cornerback for South mm-hmm. Point. He's going to be playing at Syracuse next year. Very, very talented player um, for 
sophomores can be key. Hey, let's keep the ball away from that guy yep. and uh, spread out over the field. But you know they're going to put Patterson on South Lawrence's best mm-hmm. threat on the outside. So we'll see how South Lawrence can manage that. But I tell you what, I think I, I would like to go this because it's another game we've yep. talked about. I like to get to see this game and see how good Norse is yes. at South Lawrence because this is going to be a game where he can really be tested mm-hmm. and you know, be a, a what I think would probably be a close game. Yeah. So you're gonna have to see. Uh, hey, he's great when you're up by 28. That's awesome. What about a seven point game in the fourth quarter? How good are you? Yeah, I got a couple mixed comments here. But Shody says he's picking South Lawrence to win while Elijah's going South Point in a close ball game. John, I think just looking at this guy, I was talking to a friend the other day about this. You know, if you look at what we've seen so far this year, it's like South Lawrence is the wagon. Like, who's going to stop them? But then you kind of think about some of the historical starts to it, where historical parts to it, where South Point, we know year in and year out, they're going to be a really good ball team. South Lawrence has had kind of some up and down years lately. So you wonder if, if maybe, you know, South Lawrence is kind of flashing the pan, hat, playing anybody yet. I don't know. I think with it being at home over in Rock Hill, I'm going to lean to South Point in a close, close ball game, I think. I'm going to go South Lawrence. Okay. I'm going to go South Lawrence. I think the fact that they've got what we think will be a shootout, mm-hmm. I think South Lawrence got a better offense. That's true. That's, gonna that's true. Difference. And, you know, I know you mentioned a good corner, but what makes it tough with that with him, the sellers could be such a multiple, you know, dual threat guy. It's hard to go man to man because if you turn your back, you can take off and run for 40 yards. You got to play zone almost. It almost somewhat negates some of your stuff you can do, but he, he's a handful for sure. Um, comment here from uh, Amy said, let's go Greenville. Amy, if you missed it, we started off with Greenville, so check us out later on the podcast version. Go back and listen to that. It should be a good ball game. Our third ball game here, John, I think this one actually has the, uh, maybe this for Northwestern Greenville, has the, I guess, highest number of ranks. I guess if you add up the ranks, whatever, how are you going to do it? That's Dutch Fork at Greenwood. You've got the number one team in 5A playing the number, I think they're two or three now in 4A, Greenwood is, whatever. So really good ball game down there in Greenwood. Last week, Dutch Fork was off, didn't play a game. They only played twice this year. you know. And, and I'm reading about it that these kids want to go out there and play. Obviously, they have the tragedy they had to deal with. I think if they can get out on the field, this play is going to help them heal a lot, so they're going to be looking forward to playing this ballgame. Uh, Greenwood, they had a big win last week in one of our games of the week, and that was Greenwood beating North Augusta 31-7. to That game was 7-all, and Greenwood rolls off 24 in a row to win that game. Dutch Fork, we saw them two weeks ago against Burns, John. The Patterson kid at QB is a great player. He throws a great ball, and he can also run very well. I think he ran yeah. for two touchdowns in that game as well. Yeah, he was and, very mobile. And then, you know, you have to run back to Green Kid's a beast. The receiver Williams probably the best one in the state in this class. Perry and and Danley and Richardson on defense that you know were flying over the field for them. While Greenwood, we've seen them play as well. The Rapley kid at quarterback, Martin and Still at running back. It tell you what, it seems like that defense is getting better. You know, we saw them weeks ago against Hillcrest, gave up some bombs late, some things like that. But in the last two weeks, they've shut down a pretty good off Catawba Ridge offense, and then shut down a pretty good North or North Augusta offense as well last Friday night. Interesting to see what happens when they play Dutch Fork. You know, this is going to be. It could be a good ball game. I honestly don't know what to think about this one, John. Yeah, the more I think about it, you know, we talked about this early in the week when we were just talking, like, you know, hey, kind of want to go to that Greenwood game, see Greenwood Stadium. They got a great building down there. Um, I'm like, gosh, I've already seen Dutch Fork Rose in Greenwood, and Dutch Fork's probably going to blow them out. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, I was like, I don't know. I, you know, I, I was looking back at my notes right here from the Burns yeah. game we went to. Again, I, I want to stress that game was 42 25 mm-hmm. at halftime. Burns and it team. felt closer than that. It really it did. It really did because neither team could stop the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Burns was getting the second half kickoff. Greenwood, I think, is better than Burns. Burns got knocked off by uh, what Woodmont. Talk about what Westside. Westside. 64-62. Let's go about a shootout. You know, um, 
We thought Burns is a little bit better than that. So I, I think Greenwood's going to be the best team that Dutch Fork has played mm-hmm. thus far. Maybe, maybe the best team they play all year until yep. they get to the playoffs. I think Greenwood's going to be able to give them, and I said I thought Burns would give them more of a fight. Now. Mm-hmm. Well, the first half, Burns did. Mm-hmm. Burns did give them a fight. I think Greenwood's going to push it a little bit further, maybe into the third quarter, well into the third quarter, where that game's going to be competitive. I just really like the way Greenwood carries themselves as a team and a program. They don't seem to, the moment doesn't get to them. They they don't, they, they let off the gas a little bit against Hillcrest, mm-hmm. but they were in control the whole game. They were. You know, they were. Yeah, Hillcrest, it, you know, had they gotten an onside kick, but, you know, oh, had they gotten an onside kick, What's yeah. the percentage of getting an onside kick? Yeah. You know, um, I, I think Greenwood is, is well suited to be competitive mm-hmm. in this game. I don't think they win. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a one possession game. Right. But I think they can be very competitive. Yeah, and I feel like I say this every week because they've been in our teams or our games of the week about every week because they just, you know, first of all, hats off to the coach for this non conference schedule. Okay. They play Hillcrest, they play Catawba Ridge, North Augusta, now Dutch Fork. I mean, that, you. You're hard pressed to find somebody. And they're four and up. Hard pressed to find with a tougher non-conference schedule than that all throughout the season. So hats off to those guys. But you know, I say this every week: the triple option is tough to defend. Like you know, if you don't see it a lot and you're not very very disciplined, you can get scored on. I will mention though that you know Dutch Fork has seen TL Hanna in the state championship twice in the last couple of years. So I wonder how much that helps them. But how did they do in those games? They won pretty handily. I mean, they, they won. You know, they won, but those are some of the closest games they have played. That's true. That's season. true. Now, you expect that in the state championship. Yeah. Still, how much better do you think T.L. Hanna was last year than Greenwood is? That's true. You know, I think the T.L. Hanna team, I think three years ago, was Zach Pickens and those guys. That was better than the one they saw last year, um, I would think. Yes. But, uh, I mean, I think a very, very close game. You know, the thing, about, the, and the thing about that offense, uh, even if you're not scoring, if you can just sustain drives, you don't get blown out. Maybe you lose by three scores, but you don't lose by seven scores or whatever it is. So, I think I'm leaning Dutch Fork to win. Probably two scores, three scores, whatever. But it'll be an interesting matchup to watch for sure. And, you know, Greenwood, they obviously know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Dutch Fork's offense, I think, is a lot better than Dutch Fork's defense. Yes, yes. And a great remedy for that is running that option, just shortening the game if you're Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And if Greenwood can figure out how to move the change a little bit, even if it's on third down. You know, you don't have to get 10 yards on first game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get on second down for yep. them. Probably better to extend that game, try yes. to get your first down on third down. Run that clock a little bit. Obviously, you want to get as many yards as you can every play. But, you know, Greenwood can do that and take a, take a little bit of air out of the ball, mm-hmm. keep that Dutch Fork offense off the field. And how often do we see at the high school level, even at the college level, um, where a team, look at Aner. Aner does it extremely mm-hmm. well. Where, you know, you play a team that's better than you, if you have a six minute drive, you can go down and score a touchdown. It wears you down. And yeah. that good team on the other end goes, oh, we got we to score right now. We got to yeah. score right now. Yeah. Teams start to press a little bit, and you can you can neutralize that talent discrepancy very quick. And I don't think the talent discrepancy is super wide in this game either. Uh, Chris Blant here, he thinks that Greenwood loses by 35 or more. So that would be five scores. Could, it could happen. It could happen. We'll see. I, don't, I mean, I've learned to never underestimate Dutch Fork. I would take that line. I would take, I'll take that. <laughs> Greenwood in the points? Chris also <laughs> says uh, Northwestern will beat Greenville. Coming from Mark Tyrell, of course, Curly said he's going to that Saluda Rayburn game Friday. That'll be a good one we'll get to in a little bit as well. Um, Elijah Smith says he's got uh, Northwestern Beach over Hartsville. Stephen Smith says Hillcrest over Bowling Springs. We'll get to both those games in a little bit. Stay tuned, guys. But now we've got one for Jeff Gordon Hare. Here, here, Hare 
here who asked earlier about AC Flora at Camden. That's our fourth game of the week here. AC Flora beat a undefeated, previously undefeated Lower State 31 to seven last week, John. And I mean that defense is is good. We talked about last year how they lost a lot, lost a lot of firepower on offense and defense. The defense reloaded and they were playing some ball there. Uh, Camden had a 27-6 win over Lakewood. And that's the team we talked about early in the year. Lost to, to Gray Collegiate, a very good football team in Week Zero. They've re reeled all three wins in a row since then. So they're starting to kind of hit their stride here. So a good 3 a 4 matchup here is AC Floor traveling down to Zimp Stadium to play Camden Friday night. Yeah, you know, I, and we talked about this after Week Zero going, oh, boy, I did not think Camden was going to beat at home mm -hmm. by a TUA school by 20 points. Now we've realized Gray is really good. They're yes, good Gray beat, is very, very good. <laughs> they're good enough to beat top five, five eight teams. Yes. Um, Gray is very, very good. So that loss doesn't look as bad now for Camden. But, you know, as you said with this defense, Florida, they've only played two games. They've given up one touchdown. Mm -hmm. They shut out Sumter in that first game of the year in a defensive battle, won that game 13 mm -hmm. Um, I think the big thing here is, and I hate to see it, you know, and we don't know all the facts around it, so we won't speculate, but as of right now, Coach Rimp not with the team. It, it I think be. he may be coming back. I saw a news article earlier about it, but it was kind of wishy-washy, so we'll see what happens Friday night. But um, interesting story for sure. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, um, Coach Rimp, great coach at Camden. Um, he was put on administrative paid leave uh, earlier last, last week, week, maybe a week and a half ago. Um, may be back with the team, may not be back with the team. But he has been huge for that program. He has injected uh, a ton of life. Not that Camden was a bad program, but you know, Jimmy Neal is a little bit different of a – a little bit different from an attitude, you know, old school. Um, and then Rip comes in, you know, they're playing music at practice. He's a, he's a player's coach, got kids jumping around. So if he's not on that sideline, I think that's a big difference maker for the Bulldogs. Um, and I think Ford probably just a little bit better than Camden right now. Yeah. I like the Falcons in this game. Yeah, that, like I said, that defense is so good. And they've got the QB, the Phillips Daniels kid. Played two years ago, took off last year, uh, did some surgery stuff. He's a big-time big baseball player. He can really sling it around. Crew Bates, Chris Lofton on offense, big-time playmakers. For Camden, they've got uh, Halley and Ferguson kind of leading that defense. I know last week they had a QB injury, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think he had to, the guy left second quarter. I think they had a kid bring in. It was, um, I believe it was Bracey, possibly something like that. I think he had to come in and play quarterback for them. Played very well, obviously, in, in that win over Lakewood. Interesting to see if he's back, the quarterback, or what else can happen with that. Honestly, I think AC4 probably wins this game by, by a few scores, John. Yeah, and even if Cannon gets their, their starting quarterback back, keep in mind, this is the first year he started. Mm -hmm. uh, their quarterback last year was very good. Uh, dual threat guy, Philip Gregory graduated. So Cannon's still trying trying to work in uh, really a, a completely different offense mm -hmm. this year compared to what they had last year with Mr. Football. Yep. Um, linebacker. So I, I think – Camden's going to be a team a football think, nominee, sorry. Yeah. Nominee. Um, Camden, I think, will be a better football team at the end of the season than they are right now. Yeah. Just as, as guys get more comfortable and more experience in their starting roles. Camden's a team that lost a lot last year, too. Uh, Floor, a little bit happened right yeah. now. Rashodi and Jeff both say four big. Kyle says he's learned his mistakes. He's taking great from now on. I agree, man. It's hard to <laughs> bet against did. those. You have to see them, <laughs> see them in person. Uh, Elijah Smith, even though Hartsville's 0 3. Should be a good game in North Carolina Beach. Yeah, that should be a very good ball game there. I um, want to shout out, like I said, Jeff, Kyle, Elijah, Mark, Brian, Paul, Chris, all you guys tuning in, Haley, Jimmy, thank you guys for tuning in. So if you have any comments, so, you know, feel free to put them in the chat. We'll get to all the games we can. So definitely let us know what you think. And our fifth and final game of the week here, John, one for the little guys. Yeah. That's Great Falls traveling down to Lamar. This is going to be a very good ball game. Great Falls 4-0, first time since 2014. 
They defeated Hemingway 36-12 last week. They're averaging 37.5 points per game. Quarterback Zay Brown, 15 TDs, 7 passing, 8 rushing. Zero picks is the best part about that, I think, John. And then their athlete, Fox Moore, has 9 TDs already. Lamar lost to your team of the week, Timberland, last week, 26-14. I believe that was on the road, I think. But uh, either way, they lost to them. But they do have a good quarterback back, McManus, and the receivers, Anderson and Tony. This is a game where Lamar needs to, you know, kind of reassert their dominance in 1A, John. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I know Timberland's a 2A team. It's a little bit different. But, you know, this isn't this isn't the Lamar from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. This isn't the Lamar. There's team. no Hamlins out there. Yeah, there's at no least Hamlins not. Right around, <laughs> at least not Michael or Marquise or Marquis. You know, beating guys 63 to 10 every week. So I, I think they've got their work cut out for them. But the thing that I don't know is I don't know how good Great Falls is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but this is going to be a tough trip. I think Lamar is going to Great Falls. Uh, no, Great Falls going Great to Lamar. Great Falls. Lamar. It's okay. homecoming for Lamar. Okay. So, I mean, that's going to be a tough trip for Vegas. That's Falls. worth at least seven points right there. So, they said. That's what Vegas says. Um, I think Great Falls might be the better team. The thing I like about Great Falls is you've got these smaller teams. I say smaller personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. 1A schools just don't have a lot of guys playing football. I think the fact that they play more football mm-hmm. is going to be big time. This is only Lamar's third game. Um, I think that's going to be big for Great Falls. They're going to have... I think a little more uh, fluidity and continuity with their team and with mm-hmm. those guys, and I think that's going to make a big difference in this game. Um, and I kind of feel like Greg Falls is the little guy. You know, they're the new kid on the block in the top ten. Yep. Lamar has been there. Uh, so I, I like Greg Falls in this game. Maybe I'm just trying to pull for him, but I like Greg Falls. I think I'm going to take Lamar. So does Rashodi here. He says Lamar wins home. I think I'm going to go Lamar as well. Uh, but y'all can say, John, so many great games. I know we, we never narrowed it down to five there. we got more we'll mention here in a minute, but uh, – Said yeah, the Rashodi said Lamar. A couple more viewers in here: CJ, Elijah, Franklin. You guys. Chris says he talked about Gaffney Burns yet. We'll get to that momentarily. That's another one we're going to chat about. It's a, a big time game. Always a huge game there between those two. But and our podcast show, Moving the Chains, is brought to you by the George Agency, serving the insurance needs of South Carolina for over 35 years. They're a full line insurance agency, concentrated in employee benefits and health insurance, with an office in Mullins and Merrill's Inlet. They can help you all across the state. They have clients in Greer, Rock Hill, Columbia, et cetera. So wherever you are, they can help. Whether you're a seasonal worker or a small business owner needing insurance for your company, give Bradley, Wayne Richard, and the crew a call. TheGeorgeAC.net. Check them out there. Tell them the Moving the Chains boys sent you. And also our newest sponsor, Security Advantage Federal Credit Union. They, are, they have a clear purpose to improve the financial lives of their members. They offer much lower loan rates and don't charge the fees that other banks do. Whatever your personal journey, Security Advantage is here to offer you smart financial solutions. Join today at securityadvantagefcu.com. That's securityadvantagefcu.com. Security Advantage Federal Credit Union. Win at banking, thrive at life. Member NCUA. John, let's get back into some games here. Um do you have the uh, the statewide scores pulled up? Or if not, I can run through the games real quick we have in our pick them and kind of talk through those, then we'll get to the full state if you want to do it that way. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, well, let's do it that way. Um, so Chris says Great Falls by three. C.J. Pearson says, what about Fairfield Central versus Keenan? That one didn't make our pick them. I think that Fairfield Central wins that game pretty handily, C.J. Uh, I think they're just a better team than what Keenan is right now. Even though Keenan is undefeated, I think Fairfield Central is probably better and probably wins that ball game. So one game here, John, the team that you saw last week, Brooke and Casey at Chapman, kind of a 3A, 5A matchup. What do you think happens in that one? What, Brooklyn Casey Chapman? Yeah, Chapin, Chapin. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> They're playing uh, all the chat teams. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, seeing Brooklyn Casey last week, they were very, very impressive. A team with a ton of speed mm-hmm. on that offense. Um, 
outside and, and at the running back level too. That Staten kid, a quarterback's a player. I don't know much about Chapin. Um, I, I think they're a little bit overrated, honestly, in 5A. Okay. I, they haven't proved a ton to me. They beat a bad Lugolf Elgin team. That doesn't really tell me much. Um, I think, and I, I've started to learn from my mistakes too, and saying, oh, well, they're 5A, they're probably going to win. I, I think Brooklyn KC, I think they probably win this game. I think they're probably a better team. I just haven't seen enough from Chapin yeah. to believe that they're really good, and I've seen Brooklyn KC through my own eyes. I know they're good. And this will be Chapin's second, second game in a week. They played Newberry Monday night. They were actually down later in the second half, had to come back with about a couple scores. They've got the running back commit, the uh, Bennett Galloway goal to NC State. Good time, big time player there. They've got the uh, the tight end, Xavier, hitting his name. He's also a good receiver there for them. I think Chapin's, man, Chapin at home, I'm going to go with the Eagles, I think, to win that game. Uh, but should be a great ball game there. Uh, next one, the one that Chris, out, Chris asked about, always a huge game, no matter the year, no matter if it's playoffs, regular season, no matter how bad teams are, how good the teams are, whatever. Burns at Gaffney at the reservation. Give us your thoughts, John. Gaffney. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Okay. Gaffney. Okay. By at least two touchdowns. Okay. Okay. Well, so <laughs> I've seen both these teams play. I think Gaffney is the better all-around team for sure. Um, you know, I love those running backs. The uh, the Smith, Tyler Smith, and Ken, Ken, Ken Littlejohn can can run as good as anybody in the, in the state. They're two very good backs. The QB Loftus has so much talent, but hasn't quite had a big game yet for them. Uh, see if he gets it this week with QE and those guys are out, out wide, but. You know, we talked about Burns in that game at Dutch Fork, how well Gabe Rogers looked and how they could score on anybody. They hit the scene route several times. You know, I don't know what's going on with Mac Long. I know he was out last week. Two or three, two or three other running backs also went out last week, so I don't know how healthy they're going to be. As they showed against Westside, they can't stop anybody. I think Gaffney's going to put up a lot of points. The question is, can Burns keep up? And that's why I think the X factor in this game, in my opinion, is Gaffney cornerback Marquise Bradley. Big-time player. Get some looks from BT, a couple other schools here. If he can kind of shut down, uh, you know, Gregory or Einhoff, one of those guys outside, that would be big for them. Then the linebacker, Landon Bullock, his uh, his brother, older brother, played a couple years ago. Really good player there. And I think he may have a chance to kind of shut down that seam route. You know, it depends on how they, how they defend it defensively. But that's going to be a great ball game. I think Gaffney wins by a couple scores as well. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think Rodgers is incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a great player. But the thing that also scares me about Burns is, you know, I, I keep saying – Hey, they were in that game. They were in that game at halftime. Dutch Ward made the adjustment on defense. Hey, we're taking away that seam route. Throw it yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. And and Burns either they just don't have that in their arsenal mm-hmm. or they just didn't adjust one or the other. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know we saw fifteen and I think number ten mm-hmm. for Burns. Uh, good receivers, but their third guy. If they have a third guy, there's a third guy. Um, it, it, the ball bounced off of him every time. Three times at least, yeah. He could get yeah. open, which is great. Could not catch the ball. Yep. Um, I, I'm just, again, Gaffney's a team that's not dumb. They know how to prepare. They know how to get ready for a game. If they take away that seam out, they make things a little bit tougher on Rodgers. I think there's going to be too much on his shoulders yep. to pull this team through. Yeah, Chris says Gaffney by 21 or more. He says that uh, they will shut down the seam route and they'll punch any running back in the mouth that tries to run it. Yeah, the Bullet Kid's a big-time player. He's a good player. You know, he had a pick, I think, and several stops in that summer real game I saw. So I'm leaning Gaffney as well. We have a question here on the next game we're going to go to, actually, is uh, Buford at Oceanside. Jimmy says, what do you think about that game? Most people think it'll be close, but he thinks Buford wins by three TDs. You know, Jimmy, I think Buford's a better ball team. I think Buford, the Eagles, are a very good team this year. Oceanside, I had high hopes in the preseason for them. 
They didn't look great those first couple weeks. They lost, the, I think, uh, Butler out of North Carolina, and they lost to Gray Collegiate North Carolina. But they haven't played well lately. They got a win over C. Murray two weeks ago. They played Myrtle Beach very tough last week. They're kind of trending in the right direction. But I agree, John. I think Buford's probably a better team by a couple scores. I think so, too. I, I think this game might be closer than what Buford might want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it will be a close game. But I think, again, I think Buford, A, I think they're better. And I know Buford's, I think Buford's only played a couple games themselves. Um, I don't know how many games they've got on their docket so far. The Ocean side are only playing two games, too. Yep. Um, I think that really hurts, especially for, like, the smaller you get as yeah. a school. That really hurts you not having that, having those game reps. Yep. Got a couple comments here. Uh, Buford big, Buford big. They somebody say Gaffney wins. Uh, a comment here from Minx that says, North Augusta playing Lawrence at home Friday. What do you think about that one? I think North Augusta wins, and they need a win. Um, you know, they did not, uh, did not look great last week against Greenwood. Obviously a good Greenwood team, but only scored seven points. was kind of disappointing for them. Lawrence is a good ball club. Though. They've got uh, the good quarterback, the raw kid, can really play there. Big-time player. Um, I think North Augusta at home has what to pull it off, and they, they need that win, John. I think so, too. I think Lawrence is better than they look. They, mm-hmm. They've had a little bit of tough luck, but they've had a, they've had a tough schedule. Yeah. I mean, they ran into a Clinton team that's been playing really good football, mm-hmm. lost that game really close. Uh, I think Lawrence is a good team. I think North Augusta. Yeah, I, I like the running back DJ Curry a lot. I like the gamble kid outside. Uh, you know, the quarterback situation still kind of worries me. They're playing the Colson Brown kids some and not Austin Harrell as much. I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, scoring seven points last week, you wonder if you go back to Harrell. I don't know what you do there. I think the Yellow Jackets just have more talent than the Raiders, honestly, and I think they I think they win that ball game there uh, over Lawrence Friday night. Dadrian says Lewis will bounce back this week. We'll get to that one a little bit, Dadrian, for sure. Uh, what else? Some more comments coming in now. Jimmy says Buford's four, and I think about to be five and zero. Jimmy, that's what oh, we about to agree okay. on there. So I, I, we I think they're able to play that man. I think they're about to go five and zero there. Um, John, our next one here, I've got this one is a team uh, that maybe you don't usually see too much in the top ten. That's Ashley Ridge at Lexington. Yeah, Ashley Ridge uh, popped in for the first time in, the, in a long time that since I can remember. Um, I think they're the better team. They, you know, yeah. they played pretty good so far, and, and Lexington, a team you expect to be good, just Lexington has not been. Mm-hmm. Uh, much of a powerhouse last yeah. few years. Yeah, I agree. I think Ashley Ridge wins that ball game as well. Uh, the next one here we have. This is a big time rivalry game. Little guys again, John. One A, two A. That's Bamberg Earhart going to Barnwell. Always a fun time when Big Barn, uh, Big Bamberg is together with Big Barnwell down there. Uh, they're playing in Barnwell. Tough place to play. I know Barnwell dropped a game early to Calhoun. Bamberg's played some great football. What do you think happens here between the War Horses? Bamberg. I think Bamberg is about as good as they typically are. Yeah. I think Barnwell's about a step below what they usually I agree. Are. I, I agree. think Bamberg's still a little bit better. Um, it should be, again, it should be a great game. Yeah. Because, you know, Barnwell's going to be Barnwell needs this game. They need this game to, to get some, you know, the minimum going in a region play for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, certainly this is a game you circle if you're then. Hey, and this is the kind of game of, hey, we come out and we play good. This could really spark us the rest of the way. Yeah. And, and Barnwell's played well in offense. I like the Sanford kid. At a, at a quarterback, I like the Pender kid out wide. That's going to be a, a great ball game. I think I'm going to go Barnwell at home. Um, I, I seem to pick them a lot over the last couple of years. It's kind of bit me in the ass sometimes. But I keep I keep picking them. But I'm going to go the War Horses at home. Uh, they got a, a comment here, so they're going Bamberg. Tough game. It is a very tough game to pick. I agree. And that's one of my, you know, in our pick them, you'll see in a little bit. That's one of the ones that I was really on a toss-up on between going between those two. But our final game here is one that uh, Mark Tyrell Corley mentioned earlier. Rabin County out of Georgia at Saluda. This game got scheduled this week. Rabin County has a game you Carolina fans might know, or name you game you Carolina fans might know. Gunnar Stockton, a quarterback, former Gamecock commit, 
I believe now he's committed to, I think, Georgia. Going down to Saluda, a 2 team. We haven't talked a lot about this Saluda team. But they've played some very good ball this, uh, this season so far, John. Do they have anything for this big Georgia school, or what do you think happens? I, I would love for them to give Raven County all they got. Yeah. I just don't – I don't know how big that school is um, out of Georgia. I love Saluda. I think they're good. I hope they put up a fight. I'm just worried about – we know Gunner. We know he's good. We don't know what else they got. Yep. Um, they were on – I think they were on ESPN for a game last year that I watched some of them. And they were pretty talented. They scored a lot of points um, in the game. I forget who it was because they played another Georgia school. Um, I hope Saluda makes it competitive. But I, I'm 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 a little bit worried, a little bit worried for him. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, I think that Raven County is probably a little bit better. Um, but we'll, we'll learn a lot about Saluda this week for sure. Uh, comments here. So yeah, I was checking on that. So I thought North Augusta did not play Lawrence this week, and they don't. North Augusta Lawrence is next Friday night. Okay. Just got scheduled today because um, both teams are looking for a game, so that'll be next week. But comments probably still stay the same because North Augusta I don't think plays this week. So anyway, um, so Saluda's playing some good ball. We'll love them to see them play. Silver Bluff, another conference Saluda defense will win this. So, hey, I'll tell you what, Saluda has impressed me this year. You know, they had a down year last year after winning state back in 2019. That team seems to be on the right track again. So this will be a great ball game Friday night over there at Saluda. I know Mark's going to be they've there. They've blown so. everybody out so far. Yeah, so keep, keep us up to date if you guys are at that ball game. That'll be a, a great one to, to check in on. Uh, Rochelle's also picking Saluda. So, I'm going to go on that way, but we'll see what happens when Big Bad Georgia and, hey, and Gunnar Stockton comes they, to town. They know more about Saluda than we do, so. That's right, that's right. Uh, John, hit us with some more statewide uh, scoreboard, um, you know, I guess, uh, schedule for this week, and we'll kind of go through some of those as we get there as well. Okay, let's see here. I've got the scores from last week pulled up. Let's pull up the schedule for this week, though. All right, here we go. We've got Andrew Jackson, the Volunteers. They will be hosting Gray. Canceled. Canceled. Yes. Not a bad idea for AJ. We've got Nation Ford hosting a school probably out of North Carolina, never heard of, George Washington High School. Not aware of those guys. We've got Rich Spring Mineta hosting Denmark Olar. Rich Spring Mineta played a great game last week against Lewis, uh, against, uh, was it Louisville? Whoever they play. Great game. Lewis great offense. Anyway, continue. We've got uh, North Myrtle Beach and Hartsville. That yeah. About. That's going to be a big game. That's going to be a tough game for North Myrtle Beach. Talk about a team that needs a win. Hartsville 0-3. You never yes. said that at Hartsville. Yes. Uh, North Myrtle Beach, you know, hadn't got to play a lot of ball yet because of the cancellations. But that team has so much firepower. There are Freeman and Vereen and what those guys. I think North Carolina Beach wins, but it's probably a closer ball game than you would think with just looking at 0-3 against 2 or 3 and 0. I think so, too. I think Hartsville's better. They're certainly better than most 0-3 teams are. But, yeah, North Carolina Beach just got too much going, I think, mm-hmm. for them. Um, Blythewood is scheduled as Conway. Canceled. Conway yet to play a game yet. So, Conway is playing. This is part of that region, uh, the region down there on the coast, moving around their schedule. So, what happened is, I believe St. James was scheduled to play Sumter. Sumter. That got canceled, I think. So they moved some things around now so that everybody can play each week. So now Conway is playing another team. So Conway is playing. It's just the way they're moving these these schedules uh, uh, schedules around. It's kind of how it's going to work out there. Uh, Richard said, yeah, Lewis will play RSM. Yeah, so great, okay. great game Lewis for RSM with, with the, uh, the the Lee Park kid last week. Ryan says, who's Saluda playing? Playing Raven County. Bill says, Abbeville at Woodland. Abbeville wins that. It's not going to be close, Bill. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Strom Thurmond hosting Batesburg-Gleesville. Canceled. Oh, that was going to be... That, that was, was, that was when we had as our possible to be in the pickup. That's going to be a great ball. It would have been a great ball game as well. Belton Lane Path hosting Broom. Mm-hmm. Lancaster will be hosting Pageland. Those two schools haven't played much. Uh, Pageland 1-1. One and, one, mm-hmm. and Lancaster just 0-1 on the year. Marion scheduled to go to Lake City. Liberty hosting 4-0 Powdersville. 
Like C. Powders will go five and in. Hey, and they certainly should. This team, Thomas Wilkes and those guys can play some ball. If you haven't seen Powders for a play, go check them out. They're they're. I think they're for real. I don't know if their state championship good, John, but they're definitely contenders in the region. Contenders to make the playoffs for sure. They're uh, they're no longer everybody's homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. Mullen will be hosting Carolina Academy. Mullen should get an easy victory there. Eau Claire hosting Louisville. So after a tough game for Louisville, um, mm-hmm. they'll get to get to cruise a little bit against a 0 and 3 Eau Claire team. Waccamaw is supposed to be hosting Georgetown. Somebody can get their first win. Mm-hmm. Goose Creek hosting Stratford. I miss Stratford being good. Stratford yeah. used to be really good, and they just haven't been around lately. Yeah, comment here from Dager says Louisville's going to bounce back. They should have won that game last week. They were 26 to 8 going in the second. Lost that game there. Uh, yeah, big game for, for RSM and the Lee Park kid for sure. Um, Patrick says, what's up, guys? Jumping in late. What's up, Patrick? Check us out on the podcast version or later on to hear about Gaffney Burns. I've got Gaffney winning a couple scores. So does John. So it should be a great ball. I know you've got him 35-21 Gaffney. So I think the Gaffney wins wins as well. And uh, sorry, continue, John. <laughs> we got uh, Man hosting Pickens. Kane Bay, we hosting West Ashley. Hannah Pamplico hosting Mullins. No, actually, Hannah Pamplico now playing Ayner. And what oh, should be a be good, good ball good game. game. Should be a good ball game down there in the PD. That'll be a very good game. That's going to be a tough one for Grand Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said, Chapin hosting Brooklyn Casey. Dylan is scheduled to host Loris. Dylan needs to get up and get on the field. Yeah, I, and <laughs> I, I believe they do play Loris, I believe. I can't feel good about it until Dylan actually gets on the football field. Uh, St. James actually is supposed to play Georgetown now. That's what got moved around, yeah. Um, Bill so, Bill says Lawrence at River Bluff. Um, that'll be a good ball game. I think Lawrence wins that. You know, River Bluff in the past years has been good. This year, not so much. I don't think. I like the Raiders. I like the Raw kid. I'm gonna go with Lawrence to, to be the. I think Lawrence will win that game. Yeah, I think they should win good. Um, so Raven County is two and one. So they okay. have been beat. Okay, they have been beat. Um, we've got Lakeview hosting Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. Rock Hill hosting York. Timberland will be hosting a 0-4 Bishop England. Squad, they should go three and up. Dixie hosting McCormick. We got. Oh, look, now I think Dixie may be undefeated as well. I got him here is three and one. Maybe three I and one. Who they They're playing a little some good ball right now. Easily will be hosting Hannah. Darlington hosting Myrtle Beach. Timsville hosting Columbia. Riverside four and zero hosting an zero and three Southside. They should go five. I think four and zero first time maybe in school history. Uh, five and zero. They should get a win. We got some big stuff coming with those guys uh, later on this week and next weeks as well. A couple comments here. Bill says is Gilbert playing this week. I'm not sure we'll get to that one. Gilbert big win over Hartsville last week uh, with that late two point conversion there to win that ball game. Uh, Nick says Dylan Morris confirmed for now, so that's good to hear. I think Gilbert is playing Sherrill. Okay, uh, I'll okay. confirm that here in a little bit. Um, Hannahan is hosting Philip Simmons. We don't talk about Philip Simmons. They have a good ball club down there. They do. They do. Manning will be hosting Battery Creek. Canceled. Battery Creek canceled. Okay. Their their school had to I think go virtual or something. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. How about PB Academy hosting Thomas Sumter? That is on, and uh, the Eagles about to get another win. Three and up. We're gonna keep rolling. No one's lost that yet. They're gonna keep rolling. We've got Buford hosting Matby. That'd be a close trip for everybody. I believe that got canceled as well. Mm. It did. It did. On Mackey's side. Uh, Bluffton's supposed to host Wade Hampton in the lower part of the state. Pendleton hosting West Oak. Somebody looking for their first one in that one. Baptist Hill hosting Cross. Berea hosting Blacksburg. Union County hosting Greer. Union County, 0-2. Also, a pretty good winless team in Union County. They need a win. Uh, you know, Greer took it on the chin last weekend. They won a school Southside Christian on Thursday night. 
Greer, we've said it all year, John. We don't think they're very good. Um, they beat West Side, a depleted West Side team, 25 players a couple weeks ago. Lost big to Burns. Lost by a couple scores here to Southside Christian. I think Union County gets off the snide this week. I think so, too. I think Union County, probably, they probably won that game big. Um, we've got Wahala trying to play their first game. But they'll be playing Daniel. Ooh, That's going to yeah. be a tough one. Maybe we should get canceled this one, too. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that shit. Um, I've got, now, is this game still on? Will Richland playing Chester? Yes, I okay. believe so. I That'll believe be a so. good game. Um, Chester, 2-2, two and two, but they're a good team. They yep. play Northwestern very yep. tough. Yep, Bill says Union County big over Greer. I, um, so I agree, so. we got a comment here in Blue Ridge. Clinton. That Clinton team is good. They've had yeah. a couple years they've been down. They are a good football team. I think they're going to beat Blue Ridge handily this week, and they're a team to watch out for this year for sure. Blue Ridge is not very good. And uh, no. can you, Remember, Clinton beat Lawrence. Or yes, Clinton is a good football team. Clinton is a good football team. We've got, uh, yeah, so Sherrall will be hosting Gilbert. Um, Sherrall 2-1 so far. I think Gilbert's better, though. Yeah, okay, Gilbert's going to win that I, I don't know what's coming up Sherrall yet this year, but but I think Gilbert is. Yeah, I like Gilbert now. They're, they're pretty tough. Um, let's see if we've got any other. we got King Street supposed to be, well, I don't know. Is King Street going to play Marion now? Um, Good question. I saw, yes, I believe King Street Marion is now the one on the schedule. There's some some moving, moving pieces there. Um, Fort Dorchester should be hosting Wando. Wando's one another. Ridgeview. They got two tough ones in a row. They host May River um, this week. A pretty canceled. good canceled due to uh, COVID on the Ridgeview side. Okay, all right. Ridgeview will get a break then. Uh, Wilson Elko is supposed to be hosting Midland Valley. First home game of the season, I believe, for those guys. Yeah, Wilson Elko. They've only played one game so far. Um, Wade Hampton here in the Upstate will be hosting Woodmont. Woodmont surprised, undefeated right now. Yes, a so, three and O Woodmont team. Woodmont, we'll see what happens with those guys. Yeah, they and we just have not talked about Woodmont no, much. No. They haven't played any big schools yet. You know that's that's yeah. hard to say, but they keep winning, so it's hard to get goals too much. Um, Silver Bluff hosting Midland Valley. That's again at Silver Bluff. They should win that one pretty easily. We got Berkeley hosting Somerville, Swansea hosting Airport. Somebody gotta get a first win there. Aiken hosting Westwood, Richland. So Richland Northeast was supposed to host Keenan. But Keenan is now Keenan's playing, now playing uh, Fairfield, Central. Fairfield Central. So I'm not sure what Richmond Leeds is doing. White Mill is supposed to host South Aiken. Lee Central going to host Latta. James Island is supposed to host the Irmo Yellow Jackets. And Palmetto on the schedule to host Wren. Crestwood is supposed to be hosting Marlboro County. And Chesney will be hosting Chapman. Chapman going to try to bounce back after they need to win. Chapman uncharacteristically at one and two mm-hmm. starting the year right now. Uh, Wilson will be hosting West Florence. West Florence three and zero this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, will they surprise Wilson on two? Yeah, yeah, they got two on the channel speaking of Goose Creeks. So I don't know how good they are this year, but uh, West Florence is like a real deal for sure. Um, Fort will be hosting Lugal Belgian. Those are two zero and three teams that are not very good. Uh, be interesting to see if Enlight even goes to that game. Soxie will be hosting uh, Carolina Forest. Also, two teams that just aren't very good this year. Carolina Forest, we, we so talked about them more this year than we have any other year, yeah. and now they're not very well, good. Well, now, I will say last week they had a huge COVID uh, depletion there on the roster. So they didn't have a bunch of players. A lot of stars are missing, apparently, against okay. Sumter, and they All got right. smoked. But, and also, but you know I what? forgot about this. Go ahead. Sumter's missing their two best players on defense, too. So that, that game, though, due to the way this region's working out, does not count as the region game. Right. So they get to play Sumter again later on this year. Probably a full strength. We'll see what happens there. So, uh, hopefully, Carolina uh, Forest has some more help this week going into that ball game. You have Seneca hosting Eastside. Seneca, don't watch out now. Three and one Seneca. Three and one Seneca. Um, Hunter Kenner Tyler hosting Wagner Sally. 
and Baptist will be hosting Lake Marion. That one may be canceled. I want to say I saw something on Baptist, Baptist Hill earlier. I have to look and see. And uh, Whale Branch will be hosting Military Magnet. And that wraps up the alleged schedule as of right now for this weekend. That's right. John, you want to run through the polls right quick as well? We'll do that. We'll get some quick shout-outs here. Yeah. Thanks to Chris, Paul, Ryan, Bill, Jimmy, Dadrian, Nick, all you guys tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Patrick, um, who else is in here? Vidarius is in here. Rashodi's in here. Brian's in here. Haley's in here. Uh, Brett's in here. Scott's in here. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. This is your first time. Like our video. Share it. Like our page. Tell all your friends. We do this every week. We do a pre preview show on Tuesday, Wednesday. Do a recap show on the weekend. Um, love to have you guys tune in and comment. You know, we love it when we get the, the, the listener comments and viewer comments. It helps love. us helps us keep the keep the show going. So appreciate that. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Moving Change. That's where we really put more in depth stuff. You know, on Facebook we do the live show and we put the scores at the end of the quarter so the games we're asked about it. But on Twitter we're updating, hey, this just happened for this touchdown, or this game's canceled, whatever. So follow us on those as well. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, also, if you missed anything. Check out the podcast version. That's on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever you outlet tonight. It's audio only version. Also on YouTube. So you can find us wherever you want. And this video obviously will stay up if you want to go check it out, watch it again later. Uh, Bill said first time listening. Bill, we appreciate you, man. Like our page, like our stuff, and uh, hopefully you come back. We appreciate the comments and love chatting with the viewers. So thanks for being in here, Bill. We appreciate it. John, you got those polls ready for us? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll run through 1A first here. Uh, number one, Southside Christian. Number two, Bamberg Earhart. Yep. No surprise there. Number three, Whale Branch. Number four, Lamar. Number five, a tie between Blackville Hilda and Lakeview. Seventh is Great Falls. Big game this week for Great Falls against Lamar. Number eight, Louisville. Number nine, Richmond Mineta. And number 10, Hannah Pamplico. Also with a big game against Ainer. Now, and see, that's what the polls, RSM literally beat Louisville last week. They're behind <laughs> the polls. What do I know? What do I know? In 2A, we've got number one, Abbeville. Number two, Gray. It took some votes away, didn't they? Gray's got three votes now. Ooh, I tell you what, man, it's hard to bet against Gray. I it's... saw that team firsthand. KZ cool. Adams, if he's cool. not the best running back in the state, I don't know who is. I yeah. mean, that guy's a stud. Never comes off the field, plays both <laughs> ways, plays kick return, all that stuff. That kid's a, a, a big time, big time player. It's the PD alike. <laughs> we got a great interview. Check it out on Facebook and Instagram of us interviewing uh, KZ after the game there. Um, and then I want to mention this about. Uh, about, I forgot what I was going to say now. Continue. Uh, Grace Coach? Grace Coach. <laughs> he had a quote for us, too. He said there was a lot of talk before the game between them and Ridgeview about how it was a father-son matchup, but he thinks he showed them who the daddies were uh, Friday night, and I have to agree. That was a good football team there. Uh, great play from great ball. And I wonder, that's what I want to say. Hats off to the little guys. 2A Gray, 1A uh, uh, Southside Christian, both beating 4A and 5A schools last week. So they, they really kind of showed up there. Southside taking, out, taking down Greer. Gray taking down Ridgeview. So... Great games from both those guys there last week. That's why I'm going with some of the little guys this week. You know, hey, hey, who cares what class you're in? If you're good, you're good. That's right. That's right. Uh, also, a comment here uh, from, from Mingsta. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. My bad, man. I pre uh, I'm sorry. It's a great coverage, guys. First time joining him. Thanks, man. Come out. Come on back. Uh, Brian says, thanks, guys. Yeah, come on, guys. We love love having the comments here. But anyway, continue with the polls there, John. So, after, and this is pretty cool. I think this is shaping up to be a really, really good class. Mm -hmm. So, we got Abbeville. Abbeville thinks you know, they think they can beat Bama. Mm -hmm. We got Gray, who they can beat just about anybody, I think. Maybe anybody. I tell you, the worst part is they're both upper state. We're going to see yeah, them in the, yeah. in the final probably, but I'm looking down the road and looking forward to, to being in that fall game for sure. But then number three, Saluda. Hey, is Saluda not soft gunner in Raven County this week? Who, yeah. 
Who's the best team in Tulane? And that'll be a matchup. Who we'll, wants to play anybody in Tulane? <laughs> we'll see that Saluda-Abbeville uh, game here in a few weeks, uh, a region matchup there. That'll be a great ball game for sure. So, and the, a lot of good 2A teams. Number four, you got Marion. Nothing wrong with the Swamp Foxes. Swamp Foxes are playing some ball as well with uh, Coach Hennessy there. <laughs> number five, you got Silver Bluff. Don't want to play those guys. Number six, all the way back at number six, we got Barnwell. They have a chance to get a really big win mm -hmm. this week playing yes. Bamberg Earhart. Um, I'm sticking with a little Bamberg Earhart. But that's one well nothing to nothing to sneeze at there. Mm -hmm. Number seven Andrews. Number eight an undefeated Philip Simmons team. Number nine Timberland after a big win against Lamar. Yes. yes. And then uh, this is just make a decision. We got a three way tie at tenth between Wade Hampton, St. Joseph's, and Christchurch. Pick whatever. Yeah. Chris says he's got a question. He's gonna wait till later in the year, but it doesn't want to wait. Chris, we're here, man. He's gonna <laughs> pop it out. Let us know. If not, we'll uh, we'll get it later on from you. <laughs> Going to 3A, uh, we got number one at Daniel, two, Dylan. Hey, let's, Who I'm, hadn't played a game yet, but we'll see you Friday night against Loris. Get Dylan out of the top three. They haven't played a game yet. They have a new head coach. We don't know what's going to happen with them. Number three, we've got Camden. Number four, Brooklyn Casey. Hey. <laughs> moving up, moving up. Brooklyn Casey has played, they played a great football game Friday. Put them at number two. Yeah. Or at least put them ahead of Dylan. Number five, we got Chapman. Put them a little bit down. Trending um, down. Hot seat. Six, Clinton, who talked about it, has been a really Good hot team there, year. yep. Seven, Aner, finally getting respect. Mm -hmm. Big tank. Yeah, I know it's a 1A school this week, but Hannah Pimpo is a good ball club. We'll see how that goes for Aner for Number sure. Team. Number eight, Gilbert, who's played mm -hmm. well. Number nine, the Chester Cyclones. Mm -hmm. They looked good in the loss last week against Northwestern. And then number 10, you got to love this, Powdersville. Now Go Patriots. Go Patriots. And 4A. Number one, AC Floor. Mm -hmm. Getting one vote at number two is Greenville. Rightfully so. If Maybe. Greenville beats Northwestern and has beaten five 5A five teams, give them half the damn votes. I don't care. Give them number one. <laughs> yeah. But. And, and Floor's got to play Camden this week. That's that, true. That's, that's true. We've got number three, Myrtle Beach. Who, 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 who got, finally got on the field last week, had a big win. Adam Randall, I think, had 200 plus total yards. Um, we knew that offense could, could score. We knew that. The defense were giving you know, up 30-something points to Ocean. That kind of worries me a little bit against that against that Ocean side team. They gave up a lot of points. But Myrtle Beach, glad to see them getting back on the field, getting that, getting that team worked out. Yeah. Number four, we got South Point. Mm -hmm. Number five, Greenwood. Can't believe Greenwood is number five. That team's love. After, they've, beaten, they've beaten Hillcrest. They beat Catawba Ridge. Beat North Augusta. Who am I missing? Beat somebody else. Um, Woodruff, maybe one of those teams. Maybe 96, something like that. But either way, that's three big-time wins for them. Yeah. Well, And, you know, they beat Hillcrest. On the road, beat Catawba Ridge on the road. That's pretty big. Yes. Uh, number six is North Myrtle Beach. Number seven is Buford. Mm -hmm. Number eight, South Florence, who is Green Arrow. They got a chance to move up. Yep. Number nine, Catawba Ridge. I don't Lose know one game, you fall off the map here. I don't know if there's eight teams better than Catawba Ridge. Yeah. And then number 10, West Florence. They're yeah. having a good year. I do want to hop into this one we've got this one earlier. Hillcrest against Bowling Springs, Stephen asked about. I forgot about that. This is a must-winner for Hillcrest. I know it's not, it's not technically, you know, region play most of them, yada, yada. This team needs some some confidence going into region play. They have uh, took, it on, took, took it on the chin a couple times against Spartanburg, against Greenwood. They didn't get to play last week because of uh, COVID with um, Dorman's side, I believe it was. But Hillcrest needs a win. I think they get it. Bull Springs is just not very good. I think Hillcrest wins by two, three scores. Yeah, and I think, you know, Hillcrest is a team that, you know, again – Hey, they have the ball bounced away. They mm -hmm. they recover on side kick. 
maybe they get the ch- you know, chance to tie that game against Greenwood. Um, that Dorman game, I thought that was a game that they, if they yep. played it, I think they could have won that game. Yep. Spartanburg game was close. Um, they do. They, I think they're a team, they get a little bit of confidence. They're yep. dangerous. Yep. Uh, Bill says he'll be in the press box with the radio member for the Greenwood game. Bill. Oh, very cool. Man, I don't know if you're a Twitter guy or out or if you want to special here. We'd love to have you. Keep us up with some scores. You can just shoot us some, you know, yeah. quick score yeah. here on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to have that from you. Uh, Chris, I see your question. We're going to get to here, get to it here in the 5 in a second. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. But, yeah, I think Hillcrest must win. I think they beat Bowling Springs probably by a couple scores. Everyone can mention it. Judy, McFadden, Cauldron, lots of playmakers. Got to stop some. Got to play some defense. Yeah, got to play a little bit. Well, like defense. They can score. They're going to beat Bowling Springs by a couple scores at least. Yeah, I think they win that game by 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we go to 5 eh? So, Dutch Fork, obviously, number one. Fort Dorchester at number two, mm-hmm. Gaffney at number three, Hannah at number four. We've got Northwestern at five, big game there. Chapin <laughs> at six, mm-hmm. big game for them. Number seven, Ridgeview. Number eight, Dorman. I don't I don't know how Dorman's in the top ten. I really don't. Because because their name's Dorman. I That's how don't. John. That's <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I mean they haven't beat anybody worth a darn yet. They haven't. Um, we got number eight and four a South Lawrence. South Lawrence plays Dorman. I'm taking South Point. Yes, I agree with you there. Uh, who's number eight and three yet? Gilbert? Gilbert's not bad. It could be a close game. It could be a close game. All right, onward. Number nine. Number nine, Ashley Ridge. We'll see. A game I think they'll win against Lexington this week. Yep. Yep. And then number 10, sneaking in, Woodmont. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. Undefeated. Bill says he'll inbox the Sheriff. Bill, appreciate you, man. We appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about Chris. Chris's question here. Sorry. He said, does Gaffney have a chance to make it to really be and finally meet Dutch Fork? You know, that's a match that we've been talking about for years now where we keep thinking that Gaffney's best team is going to get, get out of the upper state. I thought last year with Andre Lindsay and those because they were going to be there with Pace Hour and those guys. Didn't quite make it. Fell short with T.L. Hanna. I think a couple years ago they lost, obviously, I think maybe to Burns in the playoffs. Or Dorman, maybe Northwestern. I think because Northwestern North made a deep run, I think, two um, years ago. I t- but tell you what, so far, Chris, I think Gaffney's the best team in the upper state I've seen as far as 5A. Um, I think we'll see Northwestern this Friday night, so we'll see how that goes. I think Gaffney is probably the favorite in the upper state with maybe Northwestern as kind of a, a 1B type situation right now. I think the biggest thing right now for Gaffney is win your region. Yeah. Because if you – and the way the playoffs work, it, it's so big to win your region to get that mm-hmm. field advantage and then, you know, who you get matched up with in the playoffs because – I think Gaffney again. They they are probably the best team in the upper state. Mm-hmm. But gosh, say say something happens. You, say you lose to Burns this week. Mm-hmm. You know we we know the what's the classic rule of Burns Gaffney. Whoever wins the regular <coughs> game loses them the playoffs. Um, you, you know if, if Gaffney stubs their toe, yeah. and does not win the region, you know they may have to go to Rock Hill and play a Northwestern team. In the second round, yeah, that would be bad, bad news. Now I think I think they do win because you know remember they got they're in that kind of weaker region now where they're just the, with Bowling Springs and the Rock Hill team. So I don't think he's going to challenge them really in that region. Um, are they in the region with Northwestern? Chris, I can't remember if they're in that. That would be a great we'll, ball we'll game. Check. Uh, I will but, check on that. But either way, but I think they're probably the favorite that I've seen. They're much better than Burns, I believe. Uh, but we'll see. Um, Bill says Gilbert should be ranked higher than eight. They said if they had a kicker in selection, they would be Lexington a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Gilbert, I think, is a team trending in the right direction. I agree with you on that. Um, and, and, Bill, it, it, the more you tune in, the more we learn, learn this about us, is that we we don't necessarily trust these polls. Um, we have some qualms with them a lot of times because it just doesn't make sense to us sometimes. I mean, it's not not sure the voters' problem because, I mean, they only see who they can see. But a lot of stuff we, we think just doesn't make sense. Like like I mentioned, just mentioned RS, uh, RSM and 
in Louisville. They played each other last week. RSM wins, and they're behind Louisville. But whatever. Yeah, you know, um, you have a team that hasn't played a, a doggone game yet is ranked yeah. two in the state. Yeah. No. Uh, Chris says uh, they're Region Three, Northwestern Rock Hill Region Four. Okay, so yeah, it, yeah, they're they're the, the the big dog in that region. Gaffney is for sure. Uh, Bill says he agrees about the polls. Thank you, thank you, Bill. We appreciate yeah, it. Um, the only other big team really you got Clover in that one, who we think uh, is not great anymore. We thought they were Week One or Week Zero, but now yeah, they're falling off. Yeah, and then you got Nation Four, Fort Mill, and Bowling Springs. I mean, they they are Nation Four has a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's Carson a Black, grader, I believe, young yes. kid, but I mean, Fort Mill is awful. Yeah. Boiling Springs is awful. Yep. Nation Fort, they're not good. No. Um, Clover's the only team that could challenge them. So, hey, that's a great summer, yeah. Yes. Great yeah. summer, yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, want to shout out here our Pick'em, John. You know, we've, we've still got this going on. If you guys haven't joined our weekly Pick'em, be sure to do that. We posted on Facebook. We actually posted it earlier today on our Facebook page. We do 10 games a week. You pick your 10. We drop their lowest score end of the year, and the winner of the end of the year gets a prize. So, definitely want to get in that. Here's who's leading this right now. Our week three winners... Congrats to David C. and Rashodi B. Both went 9-1 and one last week. That's a strong week there, John. I went 7-3, you yeah, went 8-2. Yeah. So, big week for John as well, bouncing back there. So, lots of good scores last week. Some 9-1, and one, some 8-2, and two, some 7-3s there in the top 10. But hats off to David and Rashodi. And if you look at our overall leaders, we've got a four-way tie for first between Kane, Curtis, Ryan, and Tyler, all at 23 there. So, that's some great some great scores so far. And like I said, we're going ahead and dropping your lowest week. So that's why maybe your numbers may be off once you think we dropped a few. I'm sitting there at 23 as well. John, you're at 18. It's really anybody's game still. We've still got seven, eight weeks left of the season. So you don't want to don't want to uh, forget to make and make your picks. Get in there uh, and keep that going. We'll have a prize for the end of the year. But yeah, hats off to Kane, Curtis, Ryan, and Tyler right now at 23. We got Trevor, Charlie, and David at 22. And then Jack, Mark, Kyle, and Kyle all at 21. So Lots of good picks, lots of good participation. Appreciate you guys for that. So make sure you get those picks in by 7 o'clock on Friday. If you want to invite a friend, do that. I'd love to have some more people in here. Um, Chris said pick like craft last week. Yeah, Chris, it wasn't your best week, man, but it happens. It happens. Uh, Rashodi said nice. Yeah, Rashodi, you're right there, man. You're, you're right in the thick of it for sure. Um, John, any other comments on the pick them here? Uh, I'm glad to finally, I think last week I might have been 6-4. and four or I, think so. I think so. It's good. I, I thought I was going to go 5-5 five and five every week. Um, very consistent. Just, very consistent. Point. Yeah. Now I'm starting to figure it out. See who who can play ball and who can't. Yep. Yep. And our podcast, Our Moving the Chains, is brought to you by the George Agency, serving the insurance needs of South Carolina for over 35 years. They're a full line insurance agency concentrated in employee benefits and health insurance in the office in Mullins and Merrill's Inlet. They can help you all across the state. They have clients in Greer, Rock Hill, Columbia, et cetera. So wherever you are, they can help. Whether you're a seasonal worker or a small business owner need insurance for your company, give Bradley, Wayne Richard, and the crew a call. TheGeorgeAC.net. Check them out there. Tell them the Moving the Chains boys sent you. And also our newest sponsor, Security Advantage Federal Credit Union. They, are, they have a clear purpose to improve the financial lives of their members. They offer much lower loan rates and don't charge the fees that other banks do. Whatever your personal journey, Security Advantage is here to offer you smart financial solutions. Join today at securityadvantagefcu.com. That's securityadvantagefcu.com. Security Advantage Federal Credit Union, win at banking, thrive at life, member NCUA. If you guys tuned in, like I said, I saw, we saw Bill and some other guys for the first time. Like our posts, like our com, or our, our page, you get notified every, notified every week. We do this every Tuesday, everyone's in the preview show. Love to have the conversation going. This has been great, John, I'll let you, but it makes it much yeah. easier when we're having to answer questions or kind of going through games like that. Helps me learn, too, because, I mean, you know, like I said, we can't go but yep. one or two games a week, and I say two. If you go to a game and I go to that's a two. Game, <laughs> that's two. But, uh, you know, it's good to, good to hear what's going on at the other part 
other parts of the state that we can't get to. For sure, for sure. And also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Movement Change under John's name. There you see it. We have a few more updates throughout the week and things like that. We'll put some videos on Instagram and Twitter as well, some of the coaches' quotes and things like that we got. So that'll be great for you to check out. Uh, we're also the podcast version. Audio only comes out later tonight, first thing tomorrow on podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Also on YouTube, the video station on Facebook as well. So if you missed it live, it's okay. You can back and watch it later, check it out later, whatever. We'll still be here for you. Um, and also, Sunday, just starting a recap show. Um, we're going to do some of that stuff. I know John's trying to get involved. We've got another guy helping us out too with some recap stuff. So we're not only doing previews, we're doing recaps for you as well. So definitely get on get on in with us on that. Um, and John, I think we're probably looking at either Northwestern Greenville or South Point, South Point. Still kind of up in the air on that. So we'll be at one of those games. If you guys are there, come say hey to us. Love to see you. Love to meet you. But, John, I'm just super pumped for what is the biggest week we've seen so far this year. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have the, the slate of games that we have. Um, and, and thankfully that, you know, a lot of these games are right here in our area. Too, yeah. Within, you know, an hour, hour and a half away. So that's really good stuff, too. We got to – gosh, I wish we could we could multiply and go to a couple of – I know. That's right. I know. We need, like, the national TV coverage. Yeah. We need, like, yeah. you know, four VSPN versions to check out. But uh, <laughs> should be a great Friday night. If you're at a game, let us know. Send us pictures, videos, comments, whatever. Love to keep up to date with the scores that way. I know Patrick does a great job about that. Appreciate that from him over at Gaffney and things like that. But uh, for John Epps, I'm Kevin Thomas. Moving the Change Week 4 preview show. And we will see you guys next week.